You're listening to the Calm and Cozy Podcast. Practical advice for insomniacs, bedtime thinkers, and people who are in desperate need of an epic nap. I'm Beth Wyatt, your insomnia and stress management coach. I'm also an artist, avid crocheter, expert napper, and modern cheesecake enthusiast. This episode is brought to you by my free mini e-course, Peaceful Evening Rituals for Better Sleep and More Zen. You can download it by going to commoncozypodcast.com and looking in the show notes under episodes 2 and 3. Today I'm starting my five-part podcast series on finding relief from insomnia, restlessness, and bedtime anxiety. So let's jump right in, shall we? In my last episode, I rambled deliriously about the definition of insomnia, the different types, and how to tell if you have it. I also talked about why I believe the current definition of insomnia, which is difficulty falling asleep and staying asleep, is incomplete. It's missing the other half of the problem, which is the inner struggle over not sleeping. Remove the struggle, and insomnia is simply taking a while to fall asleep. Add the struggle and we have a full-blown sleep disorder. So how can we rewrite the definition of insomnia as the people who've lived through it and experienced it firsthand? Well, we can identify the struggle that comes when sleep isn't happening as the difference between an insomniac and what I fondly refer to as a bedtime thinker. So what's the secret to ending insomnia? Ending the struggle. But how do we do that? One, by creating a peaceful evening ritual. Two, by changing your relationship with your sleeping environment. Three, focusing on rest instead of sleep. Four, by using your breath to calm racing thoughts. And five, by ending the fight against your overactive brain. Today I'm tackling number one, creating a peaceful evening ritual. I'm excited to share this with you because I've created my own STARS evening ritual formula. I'm going to go through each letter of my formula and help you craft your own bedtime ritual. If you were ever considering grabbing a piece of paper and a pen, now would be a good time. I'll wait here. STAR stands for Schedule, Transition, Alleviate, Reflect, and Sleep Cave. The STAR's formula is meant to be a guide to help you create a peaceful and enjoyable bedtime routine to ease anxiety and promote deeper, more restorative sleep. Now, no one ritual will look alike, as we're all unique and we all have different ways of relaxing and reflecting. This is going to be an ongoing experiment in finding what works best for you, so nothing is set in stone and anything can be changed at any time. The first S in my evening ritual formula stands for schedule. This is the part where we're going to discuss sleep cycles, figure out how many hours of sleep you want to get, and then choose a bedtime. For the sake of time and preventing you from falling asleep during your commute to work, I'm not going to go into all the details of each sleep stage. The mini e-course will do that, so I recommend checking that out later. Our bodies sleep in 90-minute cycles approximately, each broken into non-REM sleep and REM sleep. Non-REM sleep totals about 75% of our sleep each night, and REM sleep the other 25%. Each 90-minute cycle consists of five stages. Stages 1 and 2 are light sleep, stages 3 and 4 are deep sleep, and stage 5 is rapid eye movement, or REM sleep. 
Your body will cycle through these stages several times in one night. Start by aiming for four sleep cycles per night. Five is a great goal, and six is for the overachievers. So it's time to choose a bedtime and a wake time based on this information. We can't predict any of it down to the exact minute, but let's start here and tweak it as we go. So here's how you calculate your bedtime. Take the number of sleep cycles you're aiming for and multiply it by 90 minutes. That will give you the total number of minutes of sleep per night. Take the total number of minutes and divide by 60. That will give you the number of hours of sleep you should aim for. Then start at your wake-up time and count backwards the total number of hours you should sleep and that will give you your bedtime. For example, I like to get up at 6 a.m. If I'm aiming for five sleep cycles per night, the calculation would be five cycles multiplied by 90 minutes equals 450 minutes. 450 minutes divided by 60 minutes equals seven and a half hours. Counting backwards seven and a half hours from my 6 a.m. wake up time brings me to 10.30 p.m. Therefore, to get five cycles and seven and a half hours of sleep, I should go to bed at 10.30 p.m. If you don't want to do the math, there's an online sleep cycle calculator that will do the calculation for you. I'll put it in the show notes under this episode for you to use. It's fun to play around with different bedtimes and pretend for a few minutes that we would actually get up that early in real life. Now we're going to schedule your evening ritual. This is the time that you'll start to wind down for the night and prepare your body and brain for sleep. Now that you have your bedtime, your evening ritual should begin at least 30 minutes prior. 45 to 60 minutes is even better, but it depends on your schedule and your household, and I want you to choose a time that's realistic for you. I also want you to make sure you're actually tired at that time. Don't choose 9.30, thinking it sounds like a good time to go to bed if you're not tired at 9.30. I like to go to bed around 10. It's a perfect time for me because I feel sleepy enough to fall asleep quickly, but it's not so early that I get made fun of by the other members of my household. The T in stars stands for transition, and the easiest way to transition is with light. Dim the lights in the rooms you spend time in before bed, and reduce the use of blue light emitting devices like cell phones and televisions. When it gets dark, a part of our brain called the pineal gland secretes the hormone melatonin. Melatonin is that little magic hormone that makes us feel sleepy, and the blue light that's emitted from our screens blocks melatonin production, tricking our brain and our body into thinking it's still daylight. When your evening ritual begins, whether it's 30, 45, or 60 minutes before bed, practice spending time engaging in activities that don't require staring at a blue screen. Let's use paper while it's still a thing. When your evening ritual begins, try adopting a blue screen curfew. This involves either turning off all blue screens or installing a blue light filter on the devices that you're using at night. Android phones come with one as well as iPhones. Program it to turn off an hour before bed and then turn on at the time you usually wake up. The filter will protect your eyes and continue the production of melatonin. Let's move on to the letter A in my formula. A stands for alleviate. What are some ways you could alleviate physical stress before bed? You could go for a walk. Walking puts your brain in a meditative state. Being outdoors reduces stress and improves energy levels. Walking also releases endorphins, which reduces stress hormones. Try listening to calming music. 
Slow, quiet music can have a relaxing effect on our minds and our bodies. It slows the pulse and our heart rate, lowering blood pressure and decreasing levels of stress hormones. Notice I said slow, quiet music, not angry chick music or hyperactive bagpipe music. You could also read a real book. Six minutes of reading can be enough to reduce stress levels by more than two-thirds. It works better and faster than other methods, and it transports you into another world instantly, which helps take your mind off your own worries. Working on a creative project is also a great before-bed activity. Being creative releases happy hormones and helps to relax your mind and body. Activities such as painting, knitting, crocheting, scrapbooking, or playing a calming musical instrument can be soothing to your body. The emotional expression that comes through a creative act disrupts mental patterns of stress. Focus on activities that relax your body, and if you feel calm and sleepy while you're doing them, it's a win. The R in STARS stands for reflect. This is a part of your evening routine that calms your mind, eases bedtime anxiety, and turns negative thoughts into positive beliefs. Ways to reflect include journaling and meditation. I would encourage you to try both and see what works for you. It's also a good idea to have both at your disposal, depending on what kind of day you've had. If you need to vent, journaling is amazing. If you want to clear your head, meditation can help with that. Journaling reduces bedtime worry and stress, increases sleep time, and improves sleep quality. Focusing on positive events, like the best part of your day, or the five things you're grateful for, may help you sleep longer and better, according to research. Stressing or worrying at bedtime can stop your body from winding down. Positive journaling can redirect your mind. Journaling regularly can also become a soothing part of your bedtime routine and could help you fall asleep easily. Don't worry about writing neatly or editing or censoring your words. Just get it out of your head and onto the paper. Meditation, or focusing on your breath, is an excellent way of winding down for the night, letting go of the worries of the day and calming your mind. I have recently become a convert, as I used to believe meditation was weird and not at all for me. Developing a regular meditation routine has done wonders for calming my racing thoughts at bedtime and helping me relax. Focusing on my breath is my favorite way to prepare for sleep. If I could only suggest one thing, meditation would be it. You don't need any special equipment or clothing, and you can lie in bed while practicing. If you've never tried it, I am practically on my knees right now begging you to try it. Focusing on your breath without changing it can do wonders for insomniacs and bedtime thinkers. Here's one of the breathing exercises I do when I can't shut my brain off. It's insanely simple. I'm going to walk you through it in my best meditation teacher voice, but don't close your eyes if you're driving, playing tennis, or engaged in any activity that requires open eyeballs and concentration. Just listen now and try it later. And good luck with your tennis match. Start by lying in your bed, on your back, or on your side. Don't laugh, this is serious. Close your eyes and take a deep breath in through your nose. Now exhale. Picture the air surrounding you as white air. As you inhale through your nose, picture the white air filling your lungs and then filling the rest of your body. On the exhale, picture all the white air leaving your body and filling the space around you. 
Inhale again through your nose. White air filling your lungs and your body. And exhale through your mouth. White air leaving your lungs and your body. Now open your eyes. Was that weird? I'm going to be recording my own meditation soon, but I have a hard time doing the meditation voice without laughing. I'm working on it. Reflection is an important aspect of your evening routine and it often goes hand in hand with the ways we alleviate physical stress in step three. Picture yourself sitting quietly in your dimly lit room with your hands in your lap and your eyes closed. You're breathing and focusing on relaxing your body while you let go of the events of the day. This one practice has relaxed your body and your mind. Now picture yourself sitting in your favorite armchair, all cozy under a fluffy blanket with the dog at your feet. You're listing all the things in your life that you're thankful for on paper. You are, in that moment, both at peace physically and emotionally. Combining two practices into one is a beautiful thing. And if you can incorporate that kind of stress relief into your evening routine, you will feel the effects in many cases instantly. Finally, the SMI Stars Evening Ritual Formula stands for Sleep Cave. There are several ways to prepare your bedroom for your best sleep, and light plays a huge role in this process. So does temperature, and filling your room with objects, furniture, and artwork that you love. There are so many podcast episodes in the making for this one, but for now, I'll keep it simple. One, your room should be pitch black while you sleep. Any light coming in or flashing or glaring at you from a clock, no matter how small, can negatively affect your sleep. Blackout curtains are great for this. I bought a pair on Amazon for under $30. Get rid of digital clocks, electronics with flashing battery lights, cell phones that light up when you receive notifications, and make it as dark as humanly possible. If you wake up 10 minutes before your alarm, it should be so dark that you think it's still night. Number two is wake up with the sun. When morning comes, welcome it. Open the curtains and greet the day. Slowly turn on indoor lights, and if time permits, go for a short walk or sit outside while you enjoy your breakfast. Now for temperature. Keep your room between 60 and 67 degrees Fahrenheit at night and make your bed really cozy. You should feel like you're hibernating for the winter when you get into bed. Well, we finished the evening ritual formula. Your evening ritual might look something like this. Schedule. Set your bedtime for 10 o'clock. At 9.30, your ritual starts. Transition. You put away your laptop, dim the lights in the living room. Alleviate. You snuggle into a blanket on the couch and read for 10 minutes. Reflect. You journal for 10 minutes to vent about your day. Sleep cave. You get into your pajamas, close the curtains and crawl into bed. You breathe quietly and focus on your breath for 10 minutes until you drift off into dreamland. Don't be afraid to experiment with different ways of relaxing and reflecting. And try something new. You might find your new favorite thing. In my next podcast, I'm going to talk about changing your relationship with your sleeping environment. In particular, your bed. Now, it probably sounds funny, but it's so important that you enjoy getting into bed every night. You're going to spend a whopping one-third of your life sleeping, so your bed better be a place you enjoy spending time in. Have you ever considered decorating your house and making it a pleasant place to be? Of course you have. You live there every day. 
but your bed should be no different. We'll continue this later. I feel like I'm getting all fired up. I don't want a waiter at the sushi place to think I'm angry at him. So for now, work on that evening ritual, inhale that white air, and have a great week. Oh, and if I'm submitted to iTunes by now, please leave me a review. Hopefully a good one. Sleep well and stay cozy.